0: My whole goal is to get you in motion because I believe even if you did plan out the whole thing and had like every single thing written down and what everything you were going to do, and then you started to execute it, it's going to change anyway.
1: You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Kristen. It's fabulous to have you joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. You are the person that helps people get on and start and finish their someday maybe projects. And as entrepreneurs, as coaches, as course creators, as experts, I find that A lot of us, if not, well, all of us, every single person I know, you know, there's no shortage of ideas. We have all these ideas, all these projects that we want to complete, and some of our projects get pushed to the back and someday maybe actually never happens. So I'm really looking forward to chatting with you about this topic, about procrastination, about productivity shame, about all the things. But why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about the kinds of people that you work with and how you got to be here doing what you do today.
0: Yes. Okay, great. So I work mainly with entrepreneurs and thought leaders, and they are very clear on what it is they want to do someday, but they aren't doing it yet. So that sounds a little bit like someday when I have more time, what I really want to do is launch a podcast or start a business or create an online course. So what I find is these things that are, they're really like big soul-led goals, but they're being put off. And there's a reason why they're being put off. And that's kind of what I help them with. And we could talk more about that. But what the common theme is that it keeps getting put off instead of starting to take action. And I really believe that these things aren't going to happen overnight anyway. And so why not start small and start now? And these are successful entrepreneurs, busy people, right? So they don't have a lot of time. So they feel like the time, a lot of times is what's standing in their way. So I help them overcome that and start to take action in the face of like resistance and not having the time and resources and whatnot. And how I came to do this? Well, I used to do business coaching. And prior to that, I did really like strategy deployment and project management type work. So it was all about kind of breaking things down into bite-sized chunks, managing. Timelines and all of those things. So that's kind of like my corporate background. And then, as life would have it, I am a breast cancer survivor. And I sort of had to find a way, if, you know, it wasn't project management that was going to help me out of that one. So I had to learn how to overcome fear and how to move forward, even when I was really, really scared and didn't have all the answers and had to learn to trust my intuition and surrender and allow and all of those things. So it's kind of like merging of the two, right? Kind of the project management with whatever you call this other, sort. I guess I call it kind of my spiritual tools, but it really is different for everyone. But there is your intuition, there's your higher power, there's your higher self that can really help guide you. So I've kind of merged all of those things.
1: That's so cool. And first off, congratulations. I'm so glad that you are a breast cancer survivor and are out there inspiring other women and I guess everyone, because it doesn't just have to have to be breast cancer. It can be, you know, anything that can knock us off our feet and completely, I'm guessing that completely changes your perspective of what your life, what you thought it was and what it looks like now.
0: Yes, exactly. And I think that's a perspective that I bring where when I have been faced with like thinking about the term of my life, right? I don't know that we all have a someday and so why aren't we starting? So it kind of gives me a little bit of sense of urgency, like we don't know what the rest of your life looks like, so let's at least get started and you never know. Maybe it's going to happen sooner than one would think and it typically is.
1: So procrastination is something that we all suffer from. I certainly have been recently. It was just yesterday my husband got home and I said, I don't even know why I sat in front of my computer yesterday afternoon because I facked around doing not that much at all. (laughs) So procrastination, I totally, hand on heart, know how to do it really well, even though I am a big action taker. This episode is made possible by Your Podcast Concierge. Editing your podcast can be time-consuming. Your Podcast Concierge offers comprehensive and affordable podcast production and social media marketing services to help you grow your podcast and business faster. Go to yourpodcastconcierge.com and book a call via the Let's Talk button on the homepage and receive 50% off your first month when you mention Thought Leaders Business Lab. What I'd love to start with is what is the difference between something that is someday maybe because it really isn't something that is going to, I guess, move the needle in our business? And someday maybe because maybe we've got some fears around actually completing that. Because I think they're two completely different things.
0: Yeah. I see one as almost like the 80 20 rule, like, you know, focusing on those vital few things that are really going to move the needle. And that's absolutely where to focus. And then there, but then that stuff that we're putting off because there's like some fear involved and probably it's resistance, right? Even if it looks like a very clear obstacle that is in your way, sometimes that is still resistance and we need to just keep moving through it. So to find the difference, I mean, I really do think that one would know like in their heart if they really got quiet enough with themselves and kind of centered and grounded and ask yourself, Is this resistance or is it that, you know, this isn't going to move the needle? And I think you really do actually know that answer, but sometimes we don't get still enough to ask the question. Like we're just going and going and going, feel like we should be doing all the things and not really focusing in on, you know, why is it that I'm not moving forward here?
1: Totally. So what I'm hearing there is those, the big things that I find that most people are sort of putting off to through fear or because they will take up a lot of time. Things like writing a book, launching a podcast, launching an online program, launching, you know, releasing a new program, the one that you really, really want to do, but it scares you because it's a new ideal client or a new market segment. And you're like, oh, it's not the right time because I can't afford it or I don't have the time. These are the kind of projects you're talking about, right?
0: That's exactly right. And what I find is those things are the thing that's going to make the biggest difference in that person's business. But it's so easy to get distracted by all of the different day-to-day demands. So both the day-to-day demands of you know your current clients and your current family life and all of that, but also kind of the bright, shiny objects, right? That are like so many different ideas coming at you and this new offer here, and you can join this and that and all the emails that are coming into your inbox, right? And so We're talking about those exactly those things that you described, those that where you know, like, I mean, my clients really do have clarity that they are going to do it just later. So it's, you know what I mean? So sometimes when it's like, well, there's this idea and I could pursue this one and that one, that's different than like, no, I know I'm going to write a book someday. It's just not time yet. Well, those are the ones we're talking about, like, do it now or at least get it started. It's not going to happen overnight anyway. You might as well start building those building blocks now.
1: Who's a client that you've worked with that had, when they met you, that had this someday maybe project for a really long time, what is it that they did? And what was then the end result of them birthing this new project into the world?
0: Yeah, so a couple come to mind, but what they did was both take consistent small action. So really making it small and manageable to, for one, it was creating an online course. And for another, it was leaving a corporate job and launching a business. But it was these like consistent, small actions in the right direction, whether that be talking to somebody who's already done it. And starting to look at the different platforms and getting advice on that. And then, you know, just like tiny little stuff like that. Like one little internet research, one informational interview, you know, but day after day after day and consistently. And then the biggest thing that they both did is really they got clarity on how to manage their emotions and their inner critic. That is really kind of the loud ones sometimes stopping you.
1: Learning to move through the fear,
0: I think, is a better way to say managing your emotions.
1: Yeah, I really like that moving through fear because I was just chatting to someone on the weekend, actually, someone that has got a podcast they're ready to launch and they haven't pushed the go button. And I said, what is going on? You've got everything there, like literally like branding, website, the whole lot's there and they have not launched it. They said, I'm just so afraid of what people will think if they, you know, And that's all it is. It's this fear of not being good enough or whatever, insert any kind of fear here really. But that's really all it is. And I was explaining to that person that it's not about waiting for the fear to dissipate, or it's not about getting the confidence and then pushing the button, that it's about pushing the button and understanding that we're moving with fear, not kind of without it. For me, that's such a big, I guess it didn't when I hear people always saying you know feel the fear and do it anyway I still hadn't really until a few years ago kind of got the concept of we need to learn to move with fear you know I hadn't really got that difference and I think that that can really change people's perspective to understand all right well we're going to feel it anyway what can we put in place to help us move with the fear who do we exactly what you said before who do we need surrounding us or what do we need to do to be able to get through that a little easier?
0: Yeah, I like the with the fear because what it also brings up for me is I almost use it as like a compass. So if you have the fear, go that way. Those are the things that that is the thing that's probably going to make the biggest difference in your business. So lean into it, like use it as a guide. And you can even use the procrastination as a guide, as long as you kind of have the clarity about what we were talking about before, but. When you know you're putting it off, okay, that's resistance. That means I'm headed in the right direction.
1: I'm going to keep going. And I like this with the fear, yeah. And I really love the compass of feeling that fear and knowing that that's where you need to go, which isn't a fear of, you know, something bad's going to happen, like the kind of, I guess that's a different fear, but knowing that you're pulling back because you're afraid but you know that's where you need to go. I love that so much. Now you talk about productivity shame. I love this term and I really did jump into your website and dive into this a whole lot because I've not heard it before. Talk to us a little bit about productivity shame and what it is.
0: Yeah, so this is that feeling at the end of the day when your head hits the pillow and you are just shaming yourself that you didn't work on the things that you wanted to work on. And it's so common and it can also become a habit loop. So if you are constantly, you know, beating the clock or your to-do list and it's like you against, you know, your to-do list, and it always feels like you never get to the thing that you really want to get to. And you're just constantly telling yourself that. And it's, you know, you're not being productive telling yourself that you're not good enough because you didn't get these boxes checked and whatever it can kind of be a vicious cycle. And so I like to, first of all, just name it, right? Because yeah, exactly like you experience when people say it, it's, oh, there's this light bulb that goes off. First of all, like I'm not the only one who has that. I was the one who was experiencing this. And then also once you shine a light on something, I think it kind of starts to dissipate. And so I think even just saying that's a thing that there is productivity shame and you're not the only one who has it helps it to dissipate. And then I really encourage people to move their attention. So move your attention away from that shame spiral because it really can compound and become this thing that I do every day when my head hits the pillow. Two, but I did these three things. You know, these are the things I did do today. And just celebrating even the smallest of little accomplishments and moving your attention there and then that compounds as opposed to like I never get anything done. I'm never going to finish this project. Well, that compounds and that becomes your reality. When if you're celebrating all the tiny little wins, and I'm so glad that I did, you know, this today and this today, and I'm proud of that, then
1: that compounds. Totally, because where focus goes, energy flows. And if we're totally focusing on what we don't do, then all we're doing is attracting more of this don't do into our lives. And rather than wow, I've done these three things and focusing on that and then celebrating those wins. That's something that I talk to my clients about a lot. We have a post that we put up in our group about celebrating our wins every Friday. And there's some weeks that, you know, people go, I felt like I haven't achieved anything. What have you achieved? Oh, well, I, I didn't achieve anything because, you know, little Lucy was sick and I had to look after her. I'm there. So let's celebrate that. Right. That you had the ability because of your business to be able to look after Lucy instead of feeling you know like you had to go to work and leave her with your mom or whatever it is we need to focus on the things that do go right and realize that we are people with real human kind of moments and we can't be productivity robots 100 percent of the time it's just not possible
0: Yes. And that's just such a better way to live, right? To celebrate those wins. We do the same thing in my coaching program. It's a real—it's like a muscle that you have to build. I don't think people were like not trained to do that, celebrate our own wins. I think that comes almost from childhood, like don't brag or something like that. I think there's something there that we've held onto where we feel like we can't celebrate it or we're going to jinx it or something. If we, you know, it's not bragging. I think celebrating is a better word for it. Right. And what is wrong with that? I think it's a beautiful way to live. And it reminds me of gratitude, right? It's sort of, again, like focusing on more, you know, what you want and then your energy flows that way. Yeah.
1: Well, I even love that. Like, yes, we could celebrate our wins, but what if we could even just start off by giving gratitude for these things that have happened? Like, that's amazing because I'm sure that everyone that's listening understands gratitude practice and how that can completely turn your day around or your week around. So giving like I think that giving gratitude for what we've completed in a week is a really great first step to moving towards celebrating if that feels like it's too far away or, or unachievable. Exactly. I really, really love that. So what are the steps? You mentioned earlier, it's just about breaking things down. But sometimes, when a task or a project is so big, like, you know, if my someday maybe project is writing a book, for example, that's a huge project that I don't have any clue on what all of the steps are because there are so many steps. So, how do we start to break it down? Because that sounds so simplistic. And I understand, I guess, at the end that it is, but at the beginning, it's not that simple. So, where do you suggest people start?
0: Okay, well, I love this question because I actually think it's the reason why people don't start exactly what you just said because it's too overwhelming. There's too much. I don't know. There's so many possible routes to writing a book. I mean, this is a perfect example. There's so, you know, you could self publish, you could do the traditional route. There's so many. So, what I have people do is I really just start out with just like a simple exercise where you just kind of project yourself forward into the future you, where you have already done this thing. And then do like a little look back an imaginary look back on how you might have possibly gotten there and then we just kind of brainstorm and and you're just like what are all the possible steps that i could take right i could and those are like the examples i gave earlier you know talk to somebody who's already done it to see if they self-published or you know how did they do start to research or start writing write once a day write for 15 minutes a day you know just all these possible things and The key here is there is no wrong answer. These are just all the possible steps you could take. These are not, these are the steps we're gonna plan out the whole thing and then you're gonna take action because I think that's what we wanna do. I think that's what our brains wanna do and that stops us. So my whole goal is to get you in motion because I believe even if you did plan out the whole thing and had like every single thing written down and what everything you were gonna do and then you started to execute it, it's gonna change anyway. So why don't we just get you in motion? You start taking the steps, just the possible steps, you know, maybe this one, maybe this one. And then what happens is you start to follow the energy. You start to like, oh, then I talked to that one person and he said, you should listen to this podcast. And then I did it, you know, and then I listened to that podcast and on the podcast, it said I needed to get this ebook on whatever, what you know, whatever it is. And you just follow the breadcrumbs basically. And this is where I really encourage people to trust their intuition, trust that like higher self guidance, where is it, you know, and not the overwhelmed productivity, shame side of you more like your future self that knows how, you know, he or she got there and then just keep taking the steps. And because it's really all about, they're going to unfold like just at the right time anyway. And like I said, if it's all planned out, it's probably going to change.
1: What I love about this is so many people feel like they need to have their ducks in a row. And having ducks in a row is the biggest robber of dreams, I believe. And I know that you're going to totally agree with me here that exactly what you just said is that if even if we did have all of our ducks in a row they wouldn't be in the right row anyway they're only in a row that we think is right that once you actually get going it's like oh okay so that's not actually the way it is so rather than spend all of that time energy emotion trying to make that happen rather just say okay well what's the big picture let's just get going and just allow the ducks to come in in the right way Exactly.
0: Exactly. And then just follow the energy.
1: So good. I want to go back and touch on research because you have said it a couple of times now, and I actually see a lot of people over researching. So I have seen people researching, actually one of our clients that came to us um, actually last year had been researching how to start an online program for over 10 years. He still didn't have the answers. He came to us. We launched his online program. It was done in 30 days. What is the balance between research to get moving and research till you think you know all the answers?
0: I think it's always a short research project. It's a very short. I mean, I really, all of these little actions that I'm saying and that I, I coach my clients to take are like 15 to 20 minute tasks. So not a lot of time. Just like insert it into your already busy day, like one little internet research, one phone call, one email, just tiny little steps. But researching for hours and years, you know, no, it's it, that's just going to stop you. I mean,
1: obviously. Absolutely. 15 to 20 minutes. I love that. I'm someone that if I'm researching a new tech tool and I just, the first one that I find is going to do what I need. I will generally kind of do a really quick Google search to get, okay, if I found this tool, does this look like it'll do it? Yep. Yeah, I just kind of run with it. I'm actually the opposite because I just find that research ad nauseum can actually send you into a downward spiral and a spin where you just are just unable to make a decision where I find, you know, this very quick research, does that do what I need it to do? Does it look like it'll be okay? Let's just run with it.
0: Yeah. I think there's like decision fatigue. There's so much information out there. So many rabbit holes. So, I mean, I would really encourage people to surround themselves with like-minded peers that you can lean on and have also said is like, you know, that have done this before and ask somebody in a group and then go with their suggestion. And if that doesn't work, you know, what are their three competitors? I mean, just,
1: yeah, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Love it. Decision fatigue that you just mentioned, this is one of my favorite topics right now. It always has been, but I'm seeing a lot of people right now, since the pandemic started, it's just been like, go, go, go. We're having to pivot. We're having to think on our feet all the time. And I'm starting to see people, well actually I I really noticed at the end of last year and it's continued the whole way through 2021, is that people are having to pivot, think on their feet so much. With so much going on in the world that none of us have ever experienced before, that decision fatigue is a real thing. What are some of the ways that you help or your clients and that you can help us to understand how we can, I guess, deal with decision fatigue? I was going to say work through it, but I don't think that was the right phrase because I don't think we should push through it all the time. I think sometimes yes and sometimes no, but I'd love to hear your take on this because this is your area of expertise.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, Some quick things are like lessen the amount of decisions that you have to make in your personal life. Like, you know, I know some people like have the same thing for breakfast every day, so they don't have to think about that type of a thing. But like you can do that in different areas of your life, right? Just to kind of lessen other decisions you're making. I think the biggest one, though, is managing your energy. So when you are like proactively managing your energy, you... Come at your work, your decisions, all of these things with like a more potent, clear energy, and you're able to make decisions, if that makes sense. And when I say proactively manage your energy, I mean, inserting things into your day that are going to make you feel the way that you want to feel. So like for me, that's exercise or getting outside. For some people that's meditation, journaling, you know, whatever it is for you, but getting clear on what brings you energy. And also really clear on what drains your energy. And I mean, maybe it's making decisions. (laughs) So lessening that, looking at your calendar from the perspective of your energy, I think really helps with
1: this. Love that. Love that. Now, if someone's listening to this and they've got a someday maybe project and as they're listening, they're like, I've got that project. I do want to write that book. I do want to launch that podcast. It is time to get that online course out there. I believe that you do have a planner to help people plan this out. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what's in the planner and how it can help people?
0: Yeah, so what's in the planner is helping them to do what we did in that little exercise, you know, that I was talking about, right? Going into the future place and then what are the possible action steps and then planning it out like with your calendar in mind in the next like 30 days and then 60, 90
1: so that you can start to take action. I love it. And where can we get a copy of that?
0: Yeah, that's at kristinswansonconsulting.com.
1: Perfect, so as always, we'll put that link in the show notes. But you know, Christmas isn't here yet. We haven't finished 2021. Maybe it's time to get one of those someday maybe projects off your plate before the end of the year so that you don't have to end the year with productivity shame, PS, which you shouldn't anyway. But you know, sometimes it is nice to say, you know, I'm so glad that I did that and got that off my plate. I'm feeling really good about myself. And then starting 2022 fresh. With our new project, I know that I've certainly got my last quarter projects well underway. And, you know, I hate finishing the year with productivity shame. It's just not a nice feeling, is it?
0: Right. Exactly. No kidding. Yeah. (laughs) And then you can see the benefits in your business and your life that you know will be there, which is why you even want to do it in the first place.
1: Totally. Kristen, thank you so much for coming and chatting to us about a topic that absolutely hits every single one of us at one time or another. I really look forward to hearing people's stories of getting their projects done, completed, and definitely reach out to us and let us know what you've completed. We'd love to celebrate with you. Thanks so much, Kristen, for coming and chatting to us today. Thanks for having me. It's been great to share another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast with you. If you want more, head over to cementtheriley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes, the links from today's sponsors and to download your detailed episode companion for the extensive notes and value bombs we shared today. And if you're looking to connect with other experts and change makers just like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive thought leaders business lab community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at samantha slash podcast